This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. It's Tuesday night, we're off the top of the tower. It can mean only one thing, ladies and gentlemen. We are the Fight Disciples and we are back with the very best. The next 60 minutes will be dedicated to Merseyside's fight scene, both boxing and MMA. Bit of a boxing special for you tonight because there's absolutely tons going on in and around this city. Coming up a little bit later in the show, I'll do a review of the two cards that went on last weekend. Don't get me started on that. It drives me insane when boxing promoters put shows on on the same night when they're both on the telly. Never mind on the same night when they're both in the same city. Steve Wood, Everton Red Triangle. Come on, you need to sort that stuff out. But anyway, I'll drill through both those cards. I'll give you all the reports and all the, the latest of the uh, the results that went down last Saturday night a little bit later on in the show. But first and foremost, I want to introduce tonight's guest. He's uh, been on before, of course. He's uh, popular with the Fight Disciples fans. And of course, on March the 30th, he's part of this massive matchroom bill destined for... I almost said it then. Almost said the Echo Arena, the MS Bank Arena on the docks of uh, on the on the edge of the Mersey. Uh, just in a couple of weeks' time, as I say, it's absolutely packed with scousers. And the main man sitting right opposite me right now takes on. Well, he fights for the vacant Commonwealth Super Lightweight Belt. I'm of course talking about Tom Farrell. Welcome to the studio, my mate. All right, Nick. Thanks. You're for looking me. extremely well, Tom. Looking ten, aren't I? Yeah, you're looking well. You're looking healthy. You've got a belted of a t-shirt on there as well. Some yeah. kind of Jim Morrison, Jimi Hendrix kind of uh, police profile picture. I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna yeah, have to find out like where that you got that from. Neil Barrett, it was. It's a belted of a I t-shirt. I wish I could say I was sponsored by them. <laughs> Not half. Might try and get get one of them. Well, there you go. We've just dropped it on here now, so he's got you know yeah. he's got to hit you with a load of t-shirts. Uh, you're looking dead, well, mate. Really well. Nice, nice sparkly nice eyes. Nice, nice and lean. Excited. Yeah, can't wait. You know, I'm buzzing. Um, feel like I've got. Got something to proper get get my teeth into and something I've been like crying out for for a, for a while and wouldn't have minded it happening towards the end of last year but you know it, it did, didn't come off and you know I've I've got what I'm what I've been asking for now. It's a brilliant bill this on March the thirtieth. I was chatting with the lads over at Matchroom this morning, um, and they were telling me basically it's sold out now. So the sixty pound, the hundred pound, and the two hundred pound VIP tickets are sold out for March the thirtieth. There's only the forty pound. Bleachers tickets remain, and so if you are, and th- this city's terrible for it, Tommy. You know that better than anyone. Everyone's going to boxing, but everyone likes to rock up on the night. Yeah, you know what I mean. Many. No, not many people like buying tickets in advance in this city. We all just, oh yeah, go on, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, if you've left it too late, I'm te- I'm sorry, you're going to be stuck in the bleachers now. There's only forty quidders left, but it's packed to the rafters. And we were talking then just before we came on here that your Commonwealth title fight. You think it might be a little bit early on in the night as well? Yeah, from what I'm, uh, what I'm, what I believe, um. Looking at like a Facebook live fight, so I don't even know whether I'm particularly going to be on live on telly. But as I said to you then, I'm not, I couldn't care less if if I was on telly or not. I just want my yeah, my title to bring home with me. So that's all I'm looking at. Of course, mate. That Commonwealth belt as well. So much history involved. We'll come on to that in a moment. And your and your opponent, of course. Just to let everybody know that Bill confirms so far. Tasha Jonas returns uh, in the lightweight division. Paul Butler's been added to that card now as well. Jed Carroll, uh, Faz's stable stablemates on that bill, along with cruiserweight, uh, the exciting cruiserweight sensation that is Craig Glover. Tom Hart, uh, the light heavyweight, I think it's his second or his third fight. He's been added to that bill as well. And then, of course, we've got the wealth of matches that have been announced. David Price takes on Cash Ali in the heavyweight division, undefeated Ali, former sporting partner of Pricey. That's a 10-round international fight. Beefy Smith, Liam Smith headlines the card on his first show uh, with Matchroom Sports. 
He's taken on Sam Eggington, the former European champion. That's a 12-rounder. And then we've got Anthony Fowler against Scott Fitzgerald, that big domestic dust-up, which is, you know, anyone that engages with Fowler on social media, you've probably noticed recently, instead of just getting pictures of his abs every other day, we're getting this backwards and forwards with Scott Fitzgerald from Preston. These two guys... I think it's safe to say, Tom, they kind of hate each other. There's plenty of needle in there. You know what? It it started off as it was just one of them, but you know, former GB teammates. It's just business, you know, we get on with each other. And now there's proper needle there, isn't it? You know, they're giving each other stick every day. Um, So it's just just building up and building up to. It's going to, sounds like it's going to be a firecracker on the night, Exactly, it? it's going to be a belter. That's for the WBA International Super Welterweight title. And then, of course, the, the two big title fights on there as well. Uh, I'll come on to Tom's fight in a second. The other one, of course, Robbie Davis Jr., the British uh, super lightweight champion, challenges Joe Hughes, the European champion. That's going to be an absolute belter as well. But your fight, Tom, um, Philip Bowes, you're taking on for the Commonwealth belt. He only picked the yeah. belt up in February. It was a belt. Didn't did, did it, uh, they, it Robbie was, Davis yeah, give Robbie, it up? Robbie relinquished it because... Um, to fight for this European. Yeah, he was, he was obviously going to defend it. I think Philip Bowes ended up being Robbie's mandatory. Obviously, Robbie was looking at bigger things, so uh, rather than having to fight for the balls, he said, you know, I'm going looking for the, the European title, you can't blame the much big, bigger title for, and obviously a bit, bit of a stepping stone for him to get further up the ladder, so Robbie sort of, Robbie vacated it, um, and Philip Bowles ended up fighting some African kid. He did, yeah, um, in February. And stopped him in the second round, so we sort of had our eyes on Philip Bowles, uh, trying to get the winner of that, uh, and obviously he came off, and, you know, Matt and Steve got in touch with with uh, Bowles to promote him, you know, fair plays. He blow, blow, blew him out in the second round, so he was fresh, he was ready, he had no injuries or nothing, and, you know, we got the fight sorted, so big, big chance for me to, to yeah, get absolutely. back on the map. Now, Bowles, of course, as you say, picked up the belt on February the 2nd. He's pretty much took the call that week that you were interested in the fight. The opportunity's come up to, you know, defend the belt for the first time in Liverpool on March the 30th. So, he's not been out of camp. He's This no. kid's been busy. He'll have gone yeah. straight from a title fight, winning a belt, two-round blowout, which, as we know, you know, he's probably hardly broke a sweat. Yeah. And then he's come straight into this. So, he's going to turn up in Liverpool in two weeks' time absolutely in shape. Definitely, yeah. He's going to be in good shape. Um, and But so am I. I've had a good camp. I had a good camp ready to, to box a couple of weeks for myself and obviously... So, um, yeah, what happened to that Feb 23rd show? It was, it was supposed to have a tune-up, weren't you? Yeah, because Steve Wood has got so many lads in the pool. He had a show on the 23rd of Feb with eight fights on, just just to get some, some of the lads out. And then he had a show uh, lined up for, obviously, that just happened this weekend, just gone. That had, like, I think, 11 or 12 on. What happened was four fights from the 23rd of Feb. Feb got pulled, which left four bouts, which is obviously not, not, not ideal because it's not good value for money for the fans who are coming. And obviously... You know, doesn't doesn't look great. And then obviously, uh, four fights or four or five fights got pulled from the Saturday show. A few yeah. of them being from our, our gym itself, like the likes of like Luke Willis, Tom McGuinness, uh, Simo ended up having a bit of an injury. So, uh, I meant over two weekends there was like there was only twelve fights. So what he said was, I'm putting everyone else on. I'm putting the other fights on the the second of March. Bill, he said you can fight on that if you want. I was like, nah, listen, I'm not chancing mm-hmm. getting a cut. Imagine getting a 28-day ban and putting myself out of my Commonwealth title fight to get a few rounds against, you know, a journeyman who's not probably going to offer me yeah. any indecent terrain. I'm just going to have a bit of a sweat session, a bit of a workout. Um, so I thought risk-reward, it didn't really benefit me. So we decided against it and, you know, full steam ahead now till the of course. Of March. So with, with that fight getting pulled on Feb 23rd, then did you have to, did you have to sit down with Danny and replan 
the last few weeks? You know, what did you replace it with? Did you replace um, it with a tough sparring session or anything? To be honest, or? Um, we sort of, luckily enough, fight week. Obviously, you start tapering off, um, and we thought with it being a journeyman, it's gonna be. It's not. We don't have to sharpen that up up that much as if it's gonna be a hard fight. We sort of treated as part of the camp, really. Yeah. We kept on our three minute rounds, doing working a bit of tech, you know, taking it down a little bit. Um, but then, obviously, we we got the call. Like it was thinking it was like Thursday. Wow. Thursday. So it was late, Thursday. Then? It was late. Luckily enough, we'd we'd kept it signing up. Really, we hadn't sort of taped it off too much. So I. Literally, Friday morning, obviously we knew Thursday afternoon that was off, it weren't going to happen. So Friday morning, I went to the gym expecting a bit of a light session. And Jamie Moore had texted Danny and said, listen, uh, Jack's been let down for sparring, if Fazza wants some subpar rounds. So I went, went out of the frying pan into the fire and I ended up sparring Jack Catterall then, which was brilliant, <laughs> a lot better than what I was yeah. going to be fighting on the Saturday. Yeah. So we sparred Cat Jack on the Friday morning, uh, business as usual. Didn't obviously didn't have no rest day really just Saturday Saturday bit of a circuit Sunday chill and then sparred them again on the Monday so you know it's one of them it but it might have been a bit of a blessing in disguise to show getting pulled and me not fighting because might have hurt my hand might have got a cut etc yeah. etc et and I've had world yeah. class world level sparring on, on like over the two well that's it you've replaced four rounds potentially with a journeyman and his heads and his elbows and everything yeah. else with you know two good sessions there exactly, with Jack Castle yeah, yeah. so. Couldn't, couldn't, really, couldn't really ask for more, really. I've seen on social media as well that Bose has been sparring with O'Hara Davis and that was like the ultimate comeback because they were like, oh, well, look, yeah. look, we're sparring together and then suddenly, boom, here's a picture of you it, and Jack. Uh, I was like, brilliant. Yeah, he, t- he tweeted me and, I d- you know what, I just laugh every time like he mentions me. I think he mentioned me in an interview and people are like, oh, have you seen that interview? seen this, seen that? And I was like, do you know what, I couldn't care less what he says. He's never bothered me. Like, even in the build-up to that fight and, like, still now, I... Like it was a valuable lesson I learned. I've learned from it. I've moved on. You know what? It doesn't cut me up. Like obviously he can say what he wants. He's he's stupid and he's daft. Just let him be. He, yeah. If he's got to mention me to become relevant again, then then so be it. Good luck to him. Do you know what I mean? It's like if I'm this bum, if I'm an old body, why is he mentioning my name? Like eighteen months on from fighting me. Like yeah. I thought he'd retired and what have you. So I just I just ignored him. I thought I'm not even rising to it. He's trying to get into my head. And he's trying to like sort of get one over on me for obviously Phil Bowes. Yeah. Phil Bowes hasn't hasn't tweeted me, he's like being signed, so I'm expecting him to be alright with me, do you know what I mean? I just had to treat him how he is. But when I mentioned it to Jack, Jack went, You what? Can't wait to, I can't, can't wait to tweet him later. So <laughs> next thing is he's he's tweeted a picture of me and him replied to Oara. And then do you know what? Oara got slaughtered. Every, what what when and Oara initially tweeted me. No one, no one even liked the tweet that he must have had about four or five people liking it. Yeah, no one commented and then, on it. And then five or six people leathering him. So I was just like, there's no point even replying to him. He's getting leathered anyway. And yeah. then literally Jack tweeted that and he just got, he, it just made it even worse for him. So I just let, left him to and just put it off it there. Yeah, let him crack on with it. Um, obviously you've been thinking about bows, nothing but bows since February. Um, you're going to have the home advantage, which is a massive thing. You know, as I said, obviously at the top of the show then, well on course for it to be a sellout on March the 30th. But what does he what does he bring to the ring that you know is tough? You know, what's his greatest attributes? He's a slick southpaw. Um, like, as we were saying before, like he hasn't stopped that many, but obviously you can, anyone can punch when, when, when they time it right. So 
got respect and got got expect him to be able to punch can can't discredit him. So he's a he's he's slick and he tends to box on the back foot, but we're prepared for him if, if he if he decides to come forward and decides to have a little go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We've been getting some top top level sparring in the likes of Flanagan, Catterall. Um, and other lads who were, who were local as well got some lads coming down from Scotland this week so it's a uh, all preparation going well and um, I'm just can't wait for it I've got got the proper buzz back and I'm proper excited for, for the fight on the night yeah of course it's a massive opportunity for you as I say there's so much history in that Commonwealth belt I think when you turn pro yeah, I think you've been a pro five years now when you turn pro it's that's got to be on the that. bucket list Danny you know yeah. to go like Definitely Commonwealth title. I'd love to have a British title. I'd love to have an... In, you know, it's all part of yeah, the, the steps on the way to the top. Yeah. It's, like, obviously, when I, when I got the, the WBA International, I, I, didn't, I didn't really set my sights on it. I hadn't really looked at it. But, but to get that title was, was an unbelievable achievement and something I'll always remember. But, you know, the Commonwealth title, good domestic title, um, obviously British and so on and so forth. And obviously, you set smaller goals and then you see where, where they can get you. Obviously, I've I started boxing late, so for me to be achieving what I'm achieving, being in these fights and being on on these big bills, and it, it's it's unbelievable. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't start till I was 16. A lot of other people started when they were 10, and yeah. you know stuck at it for years. Whereas I've been learning probably on the job as an amateur, and then in the last few years as a pro, and I feel like I've I've got myself up there now. I'm at a good level, where some of these kids who've been boxing since the since they were babies. Do you know what I mean? So I'm I'm just Loving every minute of it, and you know it's my job now, and it's part part of my life, and can't uh, can't say how much like I'm thankful for all the people who come and always watch me and support me, and you know, I've picked up quite a bit of a following. Yeah, absolutely. And you've been on some bills as well. That's it. Like, yeah. You've been on some absolute belters. You know, know, Goodison Park, Echo Arena, many times. You know, big arena shows, which I think at the time I don't know whether you're taking in your stride, but maybe now when you look back, you think. I've got that experience. Yeah. I've done that before. I've been in the bowels of the Echo Arena. I know That's what it feels I've like. Had, I've had like 10 round wars in, in the Echo Arena in Goodison Park, so I'm re- ready for that. And, um, it's I just just think it's going to stand me in good stead on, on this fight. And you know, I've, I, As you said, you can't get much bigger than them nights, Goodison Park, in front of all them people. Yeah, and that was so early on in my career, I'd only had eight fights. Yeah. Whereas now I'm, I'm more of a seasoned pro. I was only saying the other day, it's mad to think I've had I've had 17 fights, it'll be my 18th fight. I just, I just feel like it's gone in the blink of an eye. When you're saying this is my fifth year as a pro, I'm thinking, can't, I couldn't believe it. It's mad, isn't it? Did you expect, you know, when you're turning pro, you're thinking, yeah, I might have 20 fights, I might have 30 fights, I might win a, you know, British, Commonwealth, where, you know, obviously you have these dreams and aspirations, but to fast forward now, five years, to look back, do you kind of think, like, this is kind of mad? This it's is mad, a bit to surreal. Think, mad to think Goodison Park is three years ago and. In May, like, where's that? Where's that gone? Yeah, it's like, true. yeah. When when I first turned professional, obviously everyone's got got dreams and goals. I want to be a world champion. Want to be a world champion. But to get there, you've got to you've got to set smaller goals. So, yeah, I was probably thinking, yeah, I just want to go as far as I can go. I, I think I'm good enough. So let let's give it a go. And you know, I I I was just more buzzing about having having a professional fight. I thought, you know what, I've give the amateurs a good go. I was 24 at the time and when I thought, you know what, I'm going to turn professional. I was going to, obviously, I went to watch, I remember going to watch Robbie, Robbie um, in one of his first pro fights in the Olympia and I was just thinking, I don't want to, I don't want to fancy this. Like, 
I was in probably like my late late last sort of years as a as a as an amateur for Nosley Vale. Mm-hmm. Obviously, always training around Robbie now as well, and we bought tickets to go and watch me in the Olympia. I think it was when I think he stopped someone in the first round, and uh, Liam Smith beat Eric Hotchiang. Okay, yeah, and yeah. Derry beats I think Derry beats Curtis Woodhouse. Yeah, I think it was that bill, and I was just thinking, Do you know what? Why not? Let's let's give it a go. Um, and then you know, me my career just sort of spiraled from there. Then went well, obviously in a good in a good way. Yeah. Had a few fights, picked up a bit bit of momentum, and then sort of got me opportunity. Really, ah, that was good at some park, wasn't it? You know, it's Tony. Yeah. Tony Bell, he was training in our gym at the time, doing strength conditioning. He was like, listen, we to be able to give Fazer a chance, get him get him a decent fight, and you know, sort of put me on the mat, didn't then. I haven't looked back from there then. It's crazy how many lads come into this studio and say, Tony Bell, you give me a big break. <laughs> he, gave me, yeah. he got me on this show. He got me on this. Jed Carroll said the same thing. Course, the other yeah. week. Tony Bell, you got me on this show. And that was a big thing for me. So. No, it's boss. And you, you, you need people like that. Like, that's that's great. You know, I don't think, obviously, you get your top level fighters who've been on GB and they're sort of like through straight in, aren't they? Because of how well they've done as an amateur. But people like myself who haven't never really done nothing as a pro and. As an amateur, I'll I'll admit that myself. Do you know what I mean? I was I was always like the early man. Do you know what I mean? Getting beaten like the regional finals, uh, then I got to the pre-quarter finals, and then I got beat by Lewis Ritten in a close one. Mm-hmm. And that's when I just thought, you know what? I'm 24 now. Let's let's give it a go. Let's 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 see see how far we can go. And you know, you need little opportunities like that, and it's it's about taking them, then, isn't it? And I think I have. Yeah, of course. So. Mate. And, and on March the 30th, you've got another massive opportunity it, as well yeah. to grab that Commonwealth belt. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talkstick. Where does Tom Farrell in studio coming up in part two? I'm going to do a quick review of all the action that went down in Liverpool on Saturday night, and then we're going to look ahead to 2019 and what more is to come from the Fazman. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. If you just joined us, I'm in the studio. I'm delighted to say Tom Farrell is still with me. Commonwealth and the new Commonwealth champion come March the 30th, mark my words. We're all excited for that one. Uh, before we get stuck into 2019 and what's to come for, from Tom uh, moving forward, as I say, I just want to do a quick review of all the action from the past weekend. We had two shows in Liverpool. Um, Everton Red Triangle did a show at Green Bank, March Massacre, um, and Steve Wood did a show as well, which Tom um, actually did commentary for, so I'm going to ask Tom about that in a second. But let me just quickly run through the results from Everton Red Triangle. Um once again, there's some deadly punches there. The flip side is we've got Everton Red Triangle on one side of the city with a card absolutely packed with stoppages and knockouts. And then we had Steve Wood's show, which was like far more technical, loads of points decisions. But uh, mm. just to review the action that went down at Everton Red Triangle at Greenbank, heavyweight sensation Alex Dickinson moved to 9-0 and uh, with another completely dominant performance. Apparently he was showing some extremely savage body punching for a heavyweight I'm being told I was unable to make it the weekend I was sick as a dog but uh, a great performance from Alex Dickinson one win away now from his double figures Nick Ball uh, the main event down there he moved to 8-0 with another second round stoppage again from Nick Ball what an absolute little savage this fella is if you haven't seen him yet get out there and see this kid and along with his stable mate as well Meshach Spear a third straight stoppage for Meshach Spear who now moves to 4-0 you can catch these fights you can catch these finishes over on Facebook and I urge you to jump on there to Everton Red Triangle because the likes of Nick Ball Meshach Spear these kids bang for fun so much power big win as well for uh, current ABA champion Bradley Strand on his uh, on his 
pro debut, second round stoppage for him uh, against another debutant in Lee Stevens. And there was a win for Jonathan Walsh and Connor Butler, the second round stoppage for Connor Butler on that ERT show as well. So loads going on in the city. Now you were across the city on Saturday night, Tom. You were over at the Olympia. Great to see boxing back at the Olympia, by the way, um, for the Steve Woods show. Um, which was the which was the fight that jumped out to you on commentary? Which was the one that was the most entertained the fans? Um, I'd probably have to say Mason Mason Cartwright from from our gym. Mason's my stable mate. Yeah. Um, so we ended up commentating on this fight, and his was mum a, wasn't there, was he? Yeah. Was his mum there? Obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nutty's mum's around yeah, the bend, isn't she? Her, she's, she's boss. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it was a it was a cracking fight. All the fans fans loved it. Um, Late stoppage or did no, he, he, he dropped him, him, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah, put yeah. him down in the. In the fifth round, last like thirty seconds of the fifth round, um, but this this Gennady, his name was, he was just kept calling on calling on Mason. He was taking shots for fun and then just shaking his head and going, "Come on, like asking for more." Uh, so Mason obliged and was catching him with some big shots. And I thought he was going to get him out of there, but but he uh, he he lasted. He he he, he uh, done well to to last the six rounds. To be honest, and that was a cracking fight, but. I think other, other than that, uh, the top of the bill was also also a cracker. Colin Day versus Jordan Ellison again. Yeah, was that honestly. a rematch? Yeah, uh, Colin Day lost lost the first one against them, which was a four round. And to be honest, I when I watched it back, I I thought Colin was unlucky really to have to have been beat. So with with him wanting revenge, he you know called it on over longer rounds, and over obviously eight. this one was ended up being a draw. And I think it it I think Colin again. Probably feel aggrieved that he never got it, but I think the general consensus was the draw was a fair result. Yeah, to yeah. be honest, because obviously he had that win over Tom McGuinness, didn't he? Your stable mate, so his, his tail yeah. was up, obviously, Colin. So a little bit disappointing that he couldn't get a win there. Steve Brogan had a win on that card as well, as did Nathan Bennett. As I say, these are all points decisions. Uh, no, Nathan Qualus as well knows, laddie. He had a, a points decision win. Adam Farrell um, went to two and zero in his pro career, and Brian Phillips bounced back from that defeat to Nick Ball. Uh, with a points decision as well. Tons of fights there. Yeah, little Lee Whelan's debut as well. Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, what was he like? Good, yeah. Only only young lad. He's only 18. Um, remember him from years ago. We used to pad him in, when I was in Derby Lane all the time. He was a little kid. And I, was, I haven't seen him for a few years. And then the next thing is he's popped up and grew up. He's taller than me, bigger than me. Waiting heavier <laughs> than me, I think. And he was having his pro debut. I saw buzzing to see him. Him do well. And he looked good in his debut. Nice good. and relaxed. He's training out of Arnie's gym. Um, yeah, it was good. Good performance on. Um, speaking of good performances, 2018. You know, you had a a great year. You bounced back from that first defeat on your record with three straight wins, two stoppages. We were talking about it yeah. off in in part one of the show about this this thing about being a non puncher. You know, getting this tagline of yeah. being a non puncher. Well, that's put to bed now, Tom, because you've you've stopped two of your last three. Yeah. So. Um, when you look back on 2018 now, are you disappointed that the title fight didn't come at the end of the year, as you mentioned earlier, or do you think it was a good year for you? Yeah, it was. Um, it was what's it called? It was one of them things. It was. It was a rebuilding process anyway. Obviously, I'd, I'd had a bit of a heavy defeat of a while ago. It was at the end of 2017, um, and you know, I thought it was best for me to have a little break. Um, so, for start of the year off, and I was obviously I'd put up, put on some weight. I didn't realise I put on that much weight over the like, Christmas period, like this time last year. So we had quite a bit to get off, and when I had my first fight back, I, I think I boxed away in like ten eight, and I was just I, by the time I got back in the ring the next day, I was probably back up to like eleven stone. So I just felt dead heavy, and obviously went myself, and obviously went straight into another camp. Then for the fight five weeks later, the at home got me weight down again, and 
know, box miles better, stopped a lot and as I, and again continued with a bit of momentum then was looking for a fight then, a bigger fight in, in the summertime, didn't really come off. Had to keep busy on another Steve Wood show and at the end of September and as you said, stop stop the kid who doesn't really get stopped. So yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm I think I've got that confidence back now and like I'm I'm ready for, for these big fights and these big nights and you know, if people don't think I'm a puncher then more more for lemon. You know, anyone can punch you on the day. I think it's just it's about time and obviously believe believing in in yourself. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um back end of last year you were hit with a bit of personal tragedy as well. Yeah. Away from the boxing ring. How, how did that impact on on your the way you know, the way you look at your career basically? Um, do you know what? It was obviously me 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 and my uh, fiance, she she was she was pregnant and we were due to have a baby like this time last month, like early early February. But things didn't go to according to plan. We had a few problems and it was a tough time because I was trying to keep it occupied, trying to get home from the gym and I was continuing to train and obviously hopefully a fight was gonna come up because we it was still up on the air and then obviously the worst came to the worst like early November and I thought, you know what, I just need to like take a little break and obviously not fight at the end of November which I would have liked to have done but I think people obviously thought I'd gone missing, like where where's he gone? How come he's not boxing? But I just wanted to sort of keep myself to myself and like had to try and look after there really. So it was a it was a tough time but I always stayed in the gym and I think that's why I'm still I still got my sharpness. I feel like I haven't boxed for ages but even my first bar back in the new year I still had that sharpness. It was like I haven't really been away. And that's why I've I've started this year really well. I would like to have boxed last week just to get a bit of ring time but I feel I feel sharp still and that's why I just can't wait now till the till the end of March to, to put it all into practice. I've got a lot of sort of not personal like problems, like just I think I've got something to something to aim for now and to motivation really, isn't it, for me to, to yeah. do well. At that time it must have been obviously such a dark time for you, but did boxing kind of become a little bit of a salvation for you? Because you're at home, you're supporting... It's Lauren, isn't it? You're yeah, part Lauren, of, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're supporting Lauren. You, obviously, your, your family's around. And it's such a tragic moment in your life. But, you know, you, you're kind of supporting everybody. Did you feel like boxing supported you? It was like your crutch? Yeah, do you know what it was? Because that was sort of my escape. Like, I had that escape, whereas she didn't. She was at home, like, sitting in the four walls. And, like, she was cracking up a little bit, but... Obviously, we've got a great family around us and great, great team around us in the gym at home. So I can't thank all them enough because at that time, like they done some amazing things for us and you know tried to treat us, get us, get us out the house, send us away for little weekends and stuff like that. So I can't thank all me, my family and friends and for all the people around me who've like supported us both. So that's been like amazing. Like honestly, like I was crying at one point when when Danny Danny came and like gave us a little like treat to send us away for the night. So. Just shows like at like bad times and dark times, like the people who I've met through boxing, like have become like my family. Yeah, of course. The when you look back now, do you? <clears throat> it's hard to say you use it as a, as a motivation, but you know, is it kind of is it the, is it a situation that's galvanised you and Lauren together? Do you think? Do you think it's yeah, made you a stronger course, person yeah. as well? Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. Um, just to think what we've been through together is mad. Do you know what I mean? It's like when we've been together for years since we was like kids do you know what I mean so we always say like when we first got together we didn't think we'd be going to do this like in 10 years time sort of thing it's just just mad how, how your life sort of pans out but you know it's we're, we're back in a good place now and you know you moved house in there haven't you yeah be fair we moved house we, we'd moved house in J- July I think 
Uh, but obviously the house was like a wreck it needed to be right up. So when what happened happened, we moved back into her mum's while the house was getting done. But literally we moved into our new house a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, it's nice now we've got our own little space and now I've got my teeth into this. Yeah. I'm out all day, which she's, she's not happy about. She's like, why don't you just stay home? I was like, listen, it's the real world. You know, I've got, go, I've got to go to the gym and train. Someone's got to train to win this fight at the end of March. <laughs> so, yeah, but obviously because she's still off work, she's she's off on maternity, so. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm out all day training, training hard and looking forward to having a little break after the 30th of March. Yeah, of course. And, and, and you know, that's the beauty of March the 30th. It's such a brilliant opportunity for you. You know, yeah. it, it, it's, ju- it's just a great way to jump right back in the mix because this division, not just internationally, but domestically, is red hot right yeah. now. There's so many big fights out there. And to be able to jump straight back in with a big win on March the 30th, it just opens Bang. the door. It, then, it just lights it? the firecracking on your career yeah. again. And you know, they're the fights that I, that I want. I want. I want to be in big fights. I don't want to be fighting Jamie. You know, we we want to be be having big tests on on the big nights, big stages, and ultimately you, you're going to be getting paid by that. So we want to make a career out of it, and the, they're the big fights you want to be in. So this Steve Wood said, when you win this title, said you're going to have a tiger on your back, and it's just one of them things. Like yeah. you start thinking to yourself like. Does he, does he think I'm no good or something? Does he call, who's he calling out? Uh, you're getting in all the time on Twitter, but it's just it's just one of them things. Like If you're doing well, people people want to get at you because they see you as a leg up. They see you as a path, a way to a way to get get back into the ball. Like Andy Colquhoun was calling me out. So I was like, had you been sat on your ass for two years? Or, who are you calling out? Yeah. It's like there's all loads of other people who've like... Who, and obviously before, when, he's, when he's called me out, I... I had an idea I was going to try and fight Philip Bowles for the Commonwealth title, but he didn't know that, do you know what I mean? So I was like, listen, I've got, I've got plans, like, and you're not in them, like, give it a rest. Do you, because that's, one thing being around you, Tom, and knowing you, that that's not your personality. Your personality is not necessarily to call people out and all yeah, that. Yeah, so. I don't think I've ever called any, anyone out in my life. Um, you know, but but that's how people are going about it. As you've just been saying, social media has gone mad, you've got to be got to be able to talk and you've got to be able to give it a bit of mouth to, to sort of get anywhere at the minute but I seem to be doing all right doing, doing what I'm doing so yeah. I, I'm not going to change for no one and I'm not going to try and be something that I'm not and I think that's why I've I've done so well and like people people like like to come and watch me and they, and they follow me so I, th- I think the problem is when no one's calling you out when no one's calling yeah. your name and no one's talking about you Definitely, that's yeah. when you're in that's when yeah. you're in trouble yeah. when people are calling you out then you know you're doing something right you know you're doing something right like Obviously, totally different level, like. But Floyd Mayweather said that being he says like people have been trying to get at me for years, like you, you just get used to it in the end. It's like yeah, it's water off a duck's back. Someone else is someone else is calling me out. Brilliant. Oh. You should start a list. Just start a list in the gym of people who are calling you out. Just yeah. that, no problem. Get down here. It's not a problem. The um, as I say, this Commonwealth belt. I'm so excited for you because the the history that's behind the belt and there's so much happening on this March the thirtieth, Bill. That it does throw you right back up there. Now, of course, there's the city alone is packed with there's there's two or three years at the very top of the super lightweight division alone yeah. at the moment in the top ten. And obviously you've got a close relationship with Robbie Davis, so yeah. I don't ever envisage that fight happening. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you've both got the same goals. Yeah, of so, course. Yeah. I think um obviously that's that as as you said, I've never called anyone out. So like 
people are saying, as soon as Robbie won the British in the Commonwealth title, they're like, are you going to start calling out? I was like, listen, I'm not going to start calling my mates out who yeah. are trained. I've, I have boxed Robbie, so it's not like we'd never fight each other, but like you'd never get me calling calling one, one of my mates out uh, because he's he's got himself in a good position. I was made up for Robbie when he won that title because for years he, he'd been sort of in the background and hadn't, hadn't been on the big shows. Yeah. And was was going about and doing his own work and not that many people have probably heard of him and stuff like that. But then when he's he's burst onto the scene now and like he's got a Brit he got a British and Commonwealth title in his first fight with Matt Dream. Now he's fighting for the European. And obviously if he wins the European he'd probably be looking at world sort of the world route already. So he probably end up like relinquishing his, his British title and you know, that that's Which is the type be. of thing you'd want to pounce on. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. it's a that's, that's what I, was, I knew straight away. I'm thinking like Matty were probably gonna try and start pushing that. That's serious, but that's obviously uh, my focus is winning, winning this Commonwealth title, and then see see what happens, see what doors open. Then yeah, another fighter from Liverpool that's mentioned you as well was Sam Maxwell. Sam Maxwell yeah. was calling you out as well. So yeah, at that time, like Sam, um, I sort of brushed that off as well because obviously at that time Sam I'd never really fought anyone, but Sam's doing well now in his own right and I think he's got a tighter fight in a couple of weeks in Leicester yeah and as I said I, I, I wasn't I wasn't bothered by that like people are fuming going oh look at him this that and you're calling you I was like listen if he's got to do what business. he's got to do and like leave, leave him to it yeah you know I mean? down like... the line it, it could happen and it could make us a decent bit of dough each and be decent titles on the line so never rule out you know I mean these are the fights that you want to be in big big fights that People are, are looking forward to, to going to watch and, you know, they, they, they're always the best nights. I think we're all lose, like, whatever happens, happens and you go again. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, speaking of fights that we want to watch, coming up in part three, don't go anywhere. I'm going to ask Tom about the rest of this bill on March the 30th. Not only his fight, but what other fights on the card there in Liverpool in a couple of weeks' time is he most looking forward to? Don't go anywhere. This is Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. That lines are buzzing away here, Tom, of people ringing in trying to call you out. Yeah. <laughs> Left, right and centre. We were just laughing about that on air, about getting called out and the fact that for a split second, even Tom admitted, for a split second you think, what are you calling me out for? And then you just think, listen, Fume. this is the game. This is the sport. At the end of the day, people, are, everyone's trying to get a leg up. Everyone's trying to make as most money as possible. And you know what? I can't see a fight between you and Robbie Davis Jr. ever happening just because of the friendship that you've got a relationship. However, if you're world champion and he's world champion, you just don't fight each other at the Echo Arena or at Anfield. I'll kill the two years. Listen, there's, there's, if, if there's money on the table. Each, mate. Exactly. Fight your grandma, no doubt. Um... This bill on March the 30th, I'd say we've been rapping about it all night, so excited. Which is the other fight on the card? Um, is it Robbie's fight with Joe Hughes? Is it that European title fight that you're looking forward to seeing most? Yeah, obviously I can't wait to... Obviously I'll be getting out from my fight and I'll, I'll, I'll be supporting Robbie all, all the way. Hopefully he does the business. But I think the whole card's great and I think that's that's a, just a testament to how, how the tickets have gone. And, yeah. You know, there's people giving stick about the main event saying Beefy versus Sam Eggington. Listen, if you know boxing and you know them too, you know that's going to be a, a ding dong. And exactly. What do people want to see? Like, do they want to see good fights or yeah. or like a or like big like a title fight where where people are going to have a little fence off? Do you want do you want to see some action? Don't you? You're definitely going to get that you, with them. You can't prove. You can't. You know, at the end of the day, this is Beefy's first fight with Matchroom. It's his first fight since the defeat, so he's you know he needs to bounce back. It's a big opportunity for Sam Eggington, who's who's lost his European title and looked a bit beraggled fight before last. He's not going to turn it down. 
what do people want? Would you rather see Liam Smith fight against someone we've all got to search for on Boxer because yeah, we've never does, heard yeah. of before? Some Ghanaian kid who's 50 and 0, but, but was never fought anyone? Or do you want to see him fight? Say, say, if you said to me now, beefy sparring Sam Eggington tomorrow in our gym, I'd be first there yeah. because I know that would be a cracker to watch. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think we can all see that Beefy will be the betting favourite and I, I believe Liam Smith will stop Sam Eggington on the night. But Sam Eggington will turn up. That will be a great fight. That will be entertaining. What more do you want? Listen, they're gonna meet it's going to be a fight. Exactly. It's a telephone box go, fight. So. What, how do you rate Joe Hughes? Were you surprised when he won the European title? No, do you know what? I think he's a he's a, he's a really tough opponent for Robbie. And obviously Robbie's, Robbie's going to be fully focused and he's going to gonna have to be switched on on the night. You know, credit to a proper admire Joe Hughes for, for what he's done considering the problem that he's got. He's got, I can't remember what the name of the the uh, the diseases or the the like the ailment that he's got, but he, yeah. he struggles with his right arm, doesn't he? Right. One side's a lot more, a lot yeah. bigger than the other. And, like he very rarely throws the right hand, but you know that left hand he's great with. So Robbie's gonna have to really be be really switched on. He's you know he's a, he's he's gonna be won the European title with with, with a problem like that. He's exactly. just a great overseas testament. as well. Yeah, so how good and how tough of an opponent he is. He he's boxed. Jack Catterall, he had a seven-rounder with him, I think, yeah. went up, went the distance with, with Jack. Um, he boxed Anthony Yeager and took him, took him quite close. So, he's been in with some top-level kids and, you know, it, it's going to be, be a, probably a tough night's work for Robbie, but I think think I I am backing him and I do think he'll, he'll do the business. Are you still sparring with Robbie? He's still, he's, no, you know, we haven't no. sparred for a, for a, a long time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's unusual. We, we, sparred, we sparred when we were, we were at Tonk Gym together. Yeah. Uh, and then since we sort of went away, like just the way it sort of fell, like either like I didn't really need that type of sparring, or he didn't or need he needed yeah. someone a bit, bit, bit different to me. Yeah. Um. And then Sam, and I remember like for his last fight, I don't know if it was one, I wasn't his last fight, but I was like saying, listen, if you need any sparring, I think it was last year when he I was I just boxed in March, and he he was having the rematch. Yeah. And I yeah. went, listen, if you need any sparring. Let me know when I, because I'll still be in the gym and fighting in April. He was like, "Yeah, sad, yeah." And then next thing is, I got a cut and couldn't spar then for the old camp. So, yeah. just, just one of them. Just one of them things. What do you make of Fowler Fitzgerald? We talked about it earlier in the show about all this internet beef that's going on, but you know, it, it's a big fight for the two of them so early in both their careers. Big domestic rivalry, former GB teammates. Like they're both. You know, they're both very vocal online and saying, yeah. I'm going to do this to you and you're going to do this to me kind of thing. So they're putting a lot of pressure on themselves as well to perform on the night. Yeah, I think Fowler's always like that, isn't he? Fowler's Fahle, always vocal on, on uh, social media. He, it doesn't it, matter who he? he's fighting, yeah. He's uh, he's always... He does about 10 posts a day, doesn't he? He's, on, he's always on one. Um, so now he's got that sort of domestic rival and Scott. Scott stepped up to the plate and he's giving it back just as much and... I think people are getting worried about Scott because he's he's going going nuts on on social media. He's tweeting all the time, constant doing videos. And yeah, so whereas we go back before the Fowler thing, he wasn't really that as active no. as he is now. But he seems to have he's he's kind of copying what Fowler's doing. And he's I think he's he's saying like, listen, he said, you no one's ever seen me at hundred percent. Um, I've never been this dedicated and you know I'm switched on now. Like I I can't wait to show you how good I am and. Like Fowler's argument is, listen, you just you're dedicating for this fight, but I'm I've dedicated all my life, so I'm gonna be in, in better shape. You're not yeah. ready for me. Fowler talks about the fact that they sparred on GB and that 
you know, Fitzgerald supposedly got out after two rounds or whatever it may be. But I think they, they were meant to have boxed Renty when they were younger. Yeah. I think they boxed as as juniors. And I'm not too sure, but I think Farlow might just stopped stop Scott. Yeah. yeah. He did, yeah, yeah. So how important is that going into a fight like this in terms of Fowler for his confidence, but also what has Fitzgerald got to overcome psychologically to know I've shared rounds with this guy on GB. He was GB captain, and I wasn't yeah. GB captain. He went to the Olympics. I didn't go to the You know, you've got that mindset to get over the fact that this guy's been one step ahead of me my whole career. Yeah. How do you psychologically, you th- do you believe that Fitzgerald's going to get himself in the right mind frame? It's a big task, and he's, he's got he's to stay positive, and maybe that's why he, he is trying to, he is like showing that much positivity and stuff on social media and saying, like, listen, I am in the best shape of... I've ever been in. You, you aren't ready. Keep doubting me. He's, he's con- got to convince everyone as well as himself that that he, he he's gonna overcome. Yeah. You know, father. Do you know what I mean? So, I think it's it's one of them. That's that's what he's trying to sort of do. Like, like let everyone know. Like, listen, doubt me all you want. I'm ready for this. He might have got the better of me in the past, but I think he he might be trying to say like, listen, father's obviously already looking past me and stuff like that because because he's beat me, but. You know, it just makes great sort of rivalry, doesn't it? And both of them are gonna 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 have a a real dust up on the night. Yeah, it's it, it's a weird one because <clears throat> you know I think everyone look from the outside looking in, you can see you know it, it was supposed to be that Cheeseman would go on and win a European title, and then the winner of this would fight Cheeseman. But then obviously, you know, all best laid works. plans, Cheeseman goes and gets beat. Um, you know, it kind of leaves the winner of this to push on. I don't know, it's a Fight weird guys, one for me. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a weird one, you know. That I think, but then, would you put Fowler in for the European title fight in just, after just 10 fights? I don't Listen, know, because Garcia was no mug, so... Garcia was no mug, I think, but I think everyone, including myself, really, was probably guilty of looking past Garcia and just thinking Cheeseman was going to steamroll him, yeah. um, including Cheeseman's probably team. Yeah, I, yeah. Looked, I had a little look at Garcia, like on the pads and stuff, and I was just thinking, you know what, Cheeseman's going to be too much for him. And obviously people... You'd have a bit, bit deeper look into into Garcia's yeah, well, like, well, later bet, fights. We'd bet on Garcia. We put money on Garcia. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I remember Chris, Chris Walker saying, like, listen, I'd, I'd, I'd had a little look of him, I'd had a little look at his fights. His output's just ridiculous. As he on the night. He was in, in some shape, and he just yeah. kept, you just expected him to fade, and at no point, he, like, I, he, I remember watching him going back to corners, just thinking, he's not even breathing heavy yet. Yeah. Of course. So it's just, just one of them things, and, but achievement will obviously, obviously come again. But as you said, it's put a span in the works now. And I, th- I think you you would you would put Fowler if or, or if Scott is the winner of this if they 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 would be ready for that because you know they both boxed at a high level. Like yeah. if you look at Fowler, like people give him stick and like say that he's this and that. He's, but like I can only see him how how I how I've ever found him. He's always been sound with me. I've always got on with him. But you know he's. He's boxed at a high level. He has. He's, he's been boxed, to more. He's, I think he's been to more amateur tournaments than any other GB boxer. He, you know, he's obviously world world bronze medalist, uh-huh. um, Commonwealth Games gold, Olympian. Albeit he didn't yeah, yeah. do too well in the Olympics, but you can't look past that pedigree. Some of them people he was fighting at seventy five kilo, and he's coming down now to obviously seventy one as a pro. You, you you can't like look past that. So he's he's been been around like top level fighters for years, and he's been sparring the likes of Carl Froch. Yeah. So. I think I'd probably say yeah if 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 Farley comes, comes through this like yeah he why why not he's ready for that. Come back to your your weight class, obviously ten stone buzzing right now domestically. How good's Catterall? Good yeah he is very good he's just a lot better than 
uh, than than you think. I think I think on on the eye, like watching him, um, on on the telly, you think people people overlooking him and like people sort of formulate their opinion. But I think when you when you're in with him and when you've been around him, you've watched them up in the flesh. He, he is very very good. Yeah. Yeah. He's clever. How does a fight with him and and Robbie play out? You think? Tough, tough, tough one because they're both both big punches and both both clever. So. I think it's a it's a real like fifty fifty fight that could could probably go either way, but yeah. Yeah. Would you put Josh Josh Taylor above them both though? Do you know what I think I think at the minute Josh Taylor's just a level above above the rest, isn't he? I think he, he could probably clean up a our our division. Yeah. across the world. I think the only p- person that gives him issues is uh Regis Progre at the minute in that tournament. I think that'll be the winner. Winner of them two will We'll, we'll, we'll take it, yeah. Yeah. but you know, Robbie, Robbie went and boxed Josh as an amateur, um, up in Scotland, and he said his mentors got ripped off. And I think Robbie, Robbie's sort of pushing for that fight. I think he'd still, still like to avenge that. Yeah. Um, but I think obviously that was many years ago, and he has now come on, hasn't he? Josh Taylor, he, he is, he is a few levels above at the minute. Well, I remember Josh fighting in Liverpool against Tom Stalker and getting beat in the yeah, in the Olympic exactly, qualifiers yeah. and stuff, you know. And just look how they it's mad how like people's careers like it's pan out and it's totally different. And you know you got your top level amateurs like like Tom and now I don't know what as he every as he's he retired. Now, Tom, yeah, 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 he's so retired, like top yeah. level amateur, he was he was doing brilliant for for the GB, Captain GB, he went to the Olympics yeah. and then. As a pro, just just didn't really work out for Tom. It's, it's mad, isn't it? And then I didn't do nothing as an amateur, Re- like really speaking. And then like I'm probably further on in my professional career than, than Tom was. It's, it's mad how it all all pans out. You're five years in now. What you when you look back now, if you could if you could give yourself five years ago as a novice pro, about to have his pro debut, one piece of advice, what would it be? What's the one thing? Um. Tell you what, I don't get someone to do your tickets. <laughs> That'll be my advice. Uh, is that still the worst part? Uh, it's, uh, that I'm making weight is is, uh, is is the hardest part. Yeah. Are you just have you started making weight yet? Is that you know you just you just it's, kind of it's just being just gradually, eating, eating well yeah. at the moment. You know what I've been eating, been eating great. Um, I've proper I've had the focus since the new year. Um, I've just had the paper to my teeth and I've been eating good. Uh, and I and I haven't been. I haven't not been eating. I've been starved myself. Been eating plenty, but just eating the right things and at the right times. And obviously, my weight's coming down because of how hard I'm training. And as you said, I'm looking, looking lean. I'm looking in good shape. And yeah, got to, got to think my first check weigh in a couple of weeks. Um, and I'm right on track for that. So, yeah, the weight weight won't be a problem because li- literally, I don't think I've done ten stone dead on for since the Oara fight, which is like eighteen months ago. But no, it's not gonna be not gonna be an issue. Do you have a cheat day? Do you have a day where you allow, you allow yourself to eat what you want? Or no, I haven't really been having that. Um, to be honest, I had a little, I had a little blowout last weekend when I was meant to fight because obviously I'd cut down that week to 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 bring my weight down a little bit. Um, so I had a little refeed. Um, got a bit of extra fuel in my body and. You know, now I'm what does that constitute? Again. What does a refeed? What does that look like? Refeed oh. in your world. <laughs> a refeed was a, a pizza, and, uh, and I've got a bit of a sweet tooth, so I had a, I went to bottle mark and I had a little cookies. Nice. What do they call cookie dough and ice cream? So I had uh, one or two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something you look forward to after the fight as well? Think oh, I'm know, a bad. Yeah. Bad sweet tooth, yeah. So oh, yeah. when I say sweet tooth, I, I listen. I eat anything. I'm not fussy. Um, <laughs> 
they call me in our gym sticky fingers because uh, if <laughs> if anyone leaves any food lying around, it's gone. <laughs> Danny Danny pulled me this morning. Danny's on a bit of a uh, bit of a weight weight. Is he uh, yeah, trying to cut a few right. pounds? Yeah, I've been doing a bit of doing a bit of training with him as well now and again. But credit to him, he's uh, he's been on himself since the new year. Um, so we had a, he got a little pack of these skinny whips they're called. Only from home bag and like cheap little bars. There's only under calories in them, so we brought a pack of them in today. And I've walked out, forgot it, forgot the it is. I've walked out to eat one and he went, Oh, you alright, are you? <laughs> like, poor day, my man. <laughs> yeah, they not on safe in the gym if people leave protein bars lying around and that it's uh, it's gone. Yeah, they're gone. I Sorry about that. I like it. Listen, March the 30th, the place is going to be absolutely rocking, as I say. There's only the £40, God's tickets left for anyone looking to buy tickets. It's going to be rocking. Absolutely great night for Liverpool boxing. The main man right in front of me is going to be called the new Commonwealth Super Lightweight Champion. Go on, mate. Yeah, give a fire out to your uh, to your sponsors yeah, as well, of course. Yeah, just a quick thank you to my sponsors. Um, Paula Probe, Concierge Security Service, who's, who's been looking after me for, for a while now. and uh, finally got that big fight, so made up with that. Uh, Cryo Clinic, get over there for the, for the Cryo Chamber every week. Yeah. They've been looking after me for ages, Mark and Jane, so... Again, can't thank them enough. Yeah, Tony from Excel. Yeah. You're always looking after me, boss fella. Um, always coming to watch your box. Can't thank him enough. And Dave, Dave at 53, bar 53. He's always in the gym with us and he's been looking after me for a lot. Lo- Is that where the while. celebration he drinks are going to be, bar yeah, 53? Yeah, sure, we'll have a few in there. Probably be getting carried out of there. <laughs> so for anyone any fight disciples listening come to Liverpool on March the 30th for that big show at the MS Bank Arena if you want to go to the post fight show get yourself down to bar 53 bar 53, bar yeah. 53. and I think uh, me man Harry at Chef Prep he'll probably put some food on there for there we well. go see what I mean giving a shout out to all the boys thanks very much Tom for coming in so thanks excited mate me, yeah. enjoy the next couple of weeks you're looking well you're looking great can't wait to see you lift that belt above your head you'll listen to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk for much more than us visit us online at Fight Disciples across all social media uh, Instagram we are at The Fight Disciples long story I don't want to go there and for all our back catalogue of shows visit fightdisciples.com I'll be back here next week thank you for listening if you like what you heard subscribe via iTunes